Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Alex Beck, and joining us on the show is Doug Ferner and Taylor Davidson, soon to be Taylor Ferner from Hit Quarters out of Rochester. Hey. <laughs> That's right. What's going on, you guys? Not much. Hey, Alex, how are you, man? Thanks there for having me. Really I had to put you on blast right there, too. That's just, okay. <laughs> I, I'll take it. I appreciate it. No, no, you're good. I'm excited to have both of you on. I appreciate both of you um, for giving some of your time. I know you both run the gym, your business that you guys own. I'm so excited to have both of you guys on. But yeah, let's not waste any time here. How did you get started? What is it that made you want to start with opening your own fitness facility? You know, it's interesting. This is another long-winded answer that I'll try to abbreviate uh, if I can. So we opened originally back in 2016. And to be honest with you, Alex, the, the gym was an afterthought. So I originally opened, I came up with this idea. And this was before I met Taylor. Okay. Actually, so Taylor joined the team. 2019? Uh, 2019, yeah. yeah. So I was on my own for for about three years, which is a scary thought today because I could not do, I couldn't survive a day without her. <laughs> Uh, today. But, but anyway, back in 2016, we opened as a nutrition store and smoothie bar, juice and smoothie bars. Juice, yeah. um, and my, my whole idea, and I was working at JP Morgan on the, at the time uh, in, in wealth management when I, uh, when I, when I hatched this concept, you know, I, I, I was familiar with the GNCs and the vitamin shops, but uh, a lot of people don't know this, but when in 2010, I was diagnosed with an autoimmune condition. So I'd be very selective and very careful with what I put into my body. Right. And of course, that's food and drinks, but also extends to the supplements that I'm taking. And I had a tough time finding, I always call them program or diet compliant um, supplements in these conventional and commercial um, uh, supplement shops. So I had this idea to open a supplement store with only clean ingredients, right? To feature products with clean ingredients that were friendly to the autoimmune and the gut compromised, right? Uh, so we called it Live Clean Nutrition. That was the name of the business. And we were known as Live Clean Nutrition all the way till 2018 when we rebranded. But anyway, Live Clean Nutrition was a clean nutrition store with an organic juice and smoothie bar. But I was looking for spaces. I really wanted to be in Rochester. The demographics were great. And uh, I found a space with a great anchor in, um, in, in Kroger right next to us. And then there's a planet fitness in the same strip. So I thought, perfect. I'm going to draw customers in via Kroger and planet. We had great street side frontage. The only problem was there was an extra thousand square feet that I had no idea what to do with. <laughs> so I was an athlete growing up, I played soccer in college, have some national team experience as well. And finally I said, okay, we're going to throw a fitness studio in here. It's going to be hit circuit-based training because that's what we did in my college athletic program. That's how I trained as an athlete. And if it just covers its butt in rent, it's doing its job. Right. So this gym is going to, is going to flood and hopefully uh, pr provide the supplement store with business and the juice bar with business. So that was the idea. Uh, fast forward almost seven years later, here we are with a gym called hit quarters. So, <laughs> so it started as live clean nutrition. We rebranded in 2018 and, you know, like any, you know, half, half decent businessman or woman, I guess you gotta, you gotta follow with what's driving the revenue. Right. And, and right. the, uh, you know, pretty quickly once we rebranded and we really refined our model and kind of kind of nailed it home, uh, the gym became the main driver. 
And so here we are today again with uh, with the gym headquarters in Rochester, and we had a second location, Shelby. I know we'll probably get into that, um, so, so I'll stop there. <laughs> cool, cool. So headquarters, are you guys, um, do you offer any type of supplements? Did you carry that over into this business model? We did. So I whittled the selection down a little bit at okay. what we did. Um, we have a very, we have a very interesting and unique uh, supplement line in that we carry almost exclusively uh, practitioner lines. So prior to opening Live Clean Nutrition, I actually got on the phone with a lot of these practitioner lines and, and basically pled my case. So I want to open a nutrition store that's different than a lot of the other ones out there. And these are the reasons why. And I got a few of them to actually say yes. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> uh, so we carry some of the more well-known practitioner lines uh, in our store that you would have to go to like a doctor's office or maybe a chiropractor's office to get. So yes, we carry, uh, we kind of brought our, our most popular ones to the gym. Yeah, so we used to have a broader array of, of supplements at the old store at Live Clean. Uh, but this one, you know, we've got the proteins, the pre-workouts, the essential like amino acids. performance-based based Yes, yeah. More of the performance-based stuff. That's right. And Taylor, I got to ask just a little bit of, of your story too. So how did you end up, 2019 is when you guys met. You Did you met me as a client at his, at his gym? No. So no, we frowned upon that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, um, we actually met in 2017, 2018, I guess. It was right before the new year. Um, I was actually a nursing student. So I was in nursing school. Um, I was dating Doug. So I knew about the gym. Um, it took me a while to work up the courage to go in there and work out. Um, I actually, at that time in my life, wasn't as active as I had been or as I am now. So yeah. I was kind of just getting back into fitness. Um, I had just had my daughter, so she was young. So I was dealing with all of those things. Um, and I just kind of realized that nursing maybe wasn't for me. I knew I had an opportunity here with Doug um, and nursing was something that I had just always said, okay, this is what I'm doing. I'd never really given an afterthought to any of it. So um, being that I had an opportunity come up, it kind of just pointed out and made me really just kind of focus on what did I want to do and where, what direction was I wanting to go? So it was a hard decision, but um, I'd like to think that I'm, the things that I liked about nursing, I'm, I'm still kind of doing now, just in a different, uh, in a different manner, <laughs> helping people and That's right. that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. More go. preventative than, you know, the after. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So I, I love your guys' business model. So headquarters, you pretty much provide like a 30, 35 minute hit workout that anyone could come to at any time. And then on the opposite side of the facility, you guys have semi-private, private and group training as well, correct? Correct. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And, and again, we were founded on that 30, 35 minute hit workout. Yeah. Uh, and we can go into the, I don't know if you want to go into the business model a little bit and how we operate, but uh, the way that side of the room works, again, different workout every day. It's always around 35 minutes and that includes rest. When I say different, I mean vastly different from day to day, right? So in, in almost seven years, uh, we've never repeated a workout, which, which I think is pretty remarkable. Mm -hmm. So the creativity is, is endless and the variety of exercises that our members get to get to do. Um, but again, the real kicker is people can show up any time of the day. Right. So there's no class schedule they have to adhere to. So when, you know, when, when you're stuck in traffic, the work call goes long, whatever, it doesn't matter. You're not going to miss your workout if you're a member at our facility. You can come in anytime you want. And every time you come in, you have a trainer who actually 
is by your side throughout your entire workout. So we want to make sure that our members are getting the most out of their 35-ish minutes that they spend with us every day, mm -hmm. right? So that's the way that side of the room functions. And that is, I would say that makes up the majority of our membership base, mm -hmm. right? That side of the room. Yeah. The other side of the room was born out of the shutdown, right? So prior to being shut down in March of 2020, I mean, we never, we never anticipated or envisioned ourselves, at least I didn't, never. doing personal <laughs> training, workout classes. I mean, we kind of fashion ourselves as the antithesis of the traditional workout studio because we didn't want class times. We don't want reservations and appointments. We wanted to stay away from that. Um, but some people wanted that, right? Yeah. They wanted the hour class. They wanted the muscle group specific classes. So we said, well, maybe we can give it to them, right? So out of the shutdown, we started doing personal training. We did small group private training. Some people weren't yet ready to come back to have rooms with multiple people in there. So that we figured that was a need and it certainly has mm -hmm. been, it's been great. Mm -hmm. uh, and a lot of our members actually double dip, right? Yeah. So they'll do the circuit workout and their personal training clients of ours. And then uh, recently, I don't know, as, as of the new year, we started doing the workout classes, right? And as we were saying earlier, uh, the workout classes are, we have a different one every day. They're an hour long, and that functions more like a traditional workout studio with a specific start time, a specific end time. You do have to sign up in advance, uh, and we do it different every day. So on Monday, Taylor does a lower body lift. We focus on the big muscle groups there in, in the lower body, in the lower half. Tuesday, I do an upper body lift. Wednesday, uh, we have a trainer, Amanda. She's great, and she does a full body strength class. Uh, Thursday, Taylor does this unbelievable core class, and I swear it's going to knock your, knock your socks off. It's ridiculous. Uh, and then Friday, I do a cardio class. So yeah, we have a lot of fun with it, and we yeah. like to think that we offer our members several options when it comes to their training. Mm -hmm. There you go. And how big is a team, if you don't mind me asking? Do you have other – I know you mentioned one other trainer. Do you oh, have that Alex. is our team. <laughs> oh, Alex, yeah. Um, I wasn't pulling any it. punches. I mentioned our entire staff yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in my last sentence. Hope you didn't miss that. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, like most businesses, I would say, uh, we've gotten bit by the, uh, the staffing shortage bug. Right. right? Uh, now, some of that was intentional. Now, mm -hmm. out of the mm -hmm. shutdown, I mentioned we had another location in Shelby, Shelby Township, Michigan, um, that unfortunately it opened two days before we were shut down. So we got shut down on March 16th of mm -hmm. 2020. We opened on March 14th. And uh, we did a pre-sale campaign for that one. We didn't do it in Rochester because remember, I was a nutrition store and juice bar. <laughs> the gym was just a throw-in, right? I had extra space to know what to do with it, which is Looking back on that, it's it's, it's ridiculous. I thought that way. Yeah. Uh, just such a horrible business decision. Uh, you know the things you would do over, right? I mean, it's, it's endless. Um, but I, you know, when we were when we had the second location, we we had ample staff. We probably had eight nine trainers on staff, and we just didn't have enough work. So we started to kind of whittle down the mm -hmm. team, right? Mm -hmm. There were some people left for other opportunities, right? Um, and now we went lean and mean, right? Because we basically had to start over. Uh, also throughout the shutdown, we moved the locations in Rochester. So we moved to downtown Rochester. Uh, and once we did that, uh, you know, we expanded our space, which afforded us the second studio uh, space so we could do the personal, private, and workout classes. Um, but we intentionally consolidated the staff too. Okay. We kind of refocused our efforts and we were always putting our best foot forward every day because we think we have a three, basically a three-headed monster, for lack of a better yeah. term. Um, and I, I think we're all really good at what we do. Mm -hmm. We all kind of bring something different to the table. Yeah. 
Um, that said, it does create long days. Our days are like, you know, I was, I had my first client today at 5.30 and then we're going to close down the studio tonight, right? So I've been there all day. I also do some soccer sessions. I was outside in a soccer field uh, earlier today training as well. Um, so we're looking to expand the staff. Uh, but that said, we're very selective on, in, in who we bring on board. I think like a lot of other businesses too, we've had some, you know, we've had a lot of hits, but we've had some misses too in the hiring process. So uh, we're yeah. just trying to learn from, from all those and make sure that whoever we do bring on, uh, it's the right fit for us, but more so for our members. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes sense. So some of it is, hey, I want to keep this lean, especially after having to shut down the second facility. Another, I'm sure nervousness, right? It's hard finding trainers that have the same like goals, mindset as you that are going to show up on time. For your employees, do you do 1099 contractors or do you do W-2 workers? I mean, like that. Yeah. Well, so we, um, we do both. So we have, we have one manager uh, who I mentioned, Amanda. Uh, she is a W-2. Everyone else is a 1099 or would be a 1099. Would be, yeah. Yeah. But right now we don't have anyone. So I guess we only do W-2s. Right now? <laughs> yeah, only yeah. So what direction are you looking towards now? Like, uh, I mean, I know you're also getting married here. So, so wanting to have some free time every once in a while, or at least have the ability to Hey, let's take a week off and not have to worry that things are going to burn down without you there. Oh, um, it, it, something in your mind, right? right? Yeah. So, so what's your plan? Are you guys looking to start hiring staff first or are you looking for certain numbers, maybe certain membership growth in order to, to start hiring people? We've just recently um, started looking um, for, you know, to bring on or to bring in new employees. Um, it just... It has not. We've tried this, I think, twice since we've been in our new location in downtown Rochester. And now both times have kind of been the same response where we'll get a few resumes here and there. Some are qualified, some are not. And then, you know, sometimes people call you back, sometimes they don't. So it's I mean, it's there's not much to choose from, I guess, is the point I'm making right now. Yeah, yeah but, but we are ready, you know. Yeah, we're ready. And to yeah. your point, we were waiting until we got to a certain, I guess, a certain point financially and revenue wise as a business month over month uh, before we start looking to bring new members uh, on the on board or I'm sorry new team members on board right, right, right. Um, but it has been it's been a little frustrating you know the hiring process it, it, we haven't it wasn't like this before the shutdown let's just say that it was not no take that for what you will no but, we were fully staffed with almost 10 employees you know so now it's you know, gyms, the, the climate of, you know, the fitness industry, ha fitness industry has picked up. So for me, you know, I think things have just changed since the shutdown in that area. Yeah. Yeah. There's, I think there's more offerings for people to work remote. And I think that's more appealing to most people. So right. I mean, trainers will always be people at the end of the day too. So it is important that, and, and which is good that you guys have your eyes focused on the big picture, right? Because like, this might be an issue that comes up a year, two years from now. Like, hey, we need, well, all of our trainers left. They took on different opportunities, started their own businesses. And now we need another hiring team again. And it's going to be a whole process again a year from now. Yeah. Um, but cool. So, so you guys are sitting at about 200, 250 member mark. I do always like to ask, is that a number that you guys want to stop at? Or are you trying to hit the gas right now and see some new faces? Hell to the metal, yeah. baby. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I think so. We do have a max capacity. I think it's somewhere between three and three fifty. 
So we could probably increase by another 50 to 100 members. Um, I do like the idea. I've always thought this of someone coming in to join and saying, you know what, we're actually at capacity, you know, <laughs> but we can put you on a waiting list. I, think waiting it, list. I will say, I think it, I think it brings some type of exclusivity oh, yeah. to the business, yeah. uh, which could drive value. You know, I it just, it's an interesting idea. We're not there yet. Okay. Yeah, so don't yeah. think that, that you yeah. know, this is just something I've, I've conjured it's up in goal. my head. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, no. so, I mean, wanting to get to that point though, what type of things are you, I mean, at least actively doing right now to aid that growth process to push to that 350 member mark? So we're really active on social media. I mean, that's been our biggest marketing vehicle. I For me, that's, yeah, it's been huge. Yeah. Um, so Facebook, Instagram yeah. and Taylor's got quite the following. Well, so I ran, was it September of last year? The first You've time? done a few. Yeah. I, don't know. I started running a four week program at our facility and I, I relied small. heavily on Facebook and Instagram and you know, all the, the marketing material was stuff that I was creating and or we were creating together and posting. Um, and that for me was huge. Um, it helped a lot. It grew very, very fast. Yeah. So you guys did a, I mean, at least for that part, you did a four week program and then brought the members into the facility to participate in the program. So that program was actually open to both members and oops, members and non-members. Cool. Um, so yeah, it actually brought in, brought some, in some new, new faces. Yeah. yeah. So we had members bringing gym. in friends that weren't members. Uh, so it was a good, every time she's in a program, it's grown. We've actually increased the price every time. I've actually had to like cap which yeah. I hate doing. I, I had to, I, I had over 40 people in yeah. one program and it was, that was a know, lot. it was yeah. a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's the, you know, obviously a lot of social media mm -hmm. stuff. Um, and then word of mouth is, is of course our best friend too. Yeah. Our members, our membership base is, I mean, is I mean, remarkable. They're, they're yeah. remarkable people. Yeah. Um, it's one big family. <laughs> Have you guys ever dove into like digital marketing or running paid advertisements on Facebook or Instagram or even that challenge, right? I, there's so many. I mean, that's a big way that people generate leads is by running, you know, weekly six or not weekly, but six week challenges periodically advertising it, getting 50 people in, turning them into members, you know, ascending them up. Yeah. Um, have, have you guys done any type of digital marketing in the past? We have, yeah, and and the the pro, to your point, the the programs are great because you get a big chunk of cash, right, right up front. Right. Right. So we love doing the programs. Unfortunately, with our staffing limitations right now, yeah. Yeah. it's just limited on, on that kind of yeah. stuff. Uh, but yes, we've worked with several, I think three or four different ad companies now, uh, is specifically in the fitness space, and we've kind of had middling returns. And it's not for a lack of effort. I'll never say I'm the best sales guy because I'm not, but I'm certainly like a thousand percent effort guy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, so we'd get the leads and I'd be calling and calling and some worked out, some didn't. Um, you know, I'm, I'm also, hey, give me a script. I'll follow it to the, you know, as best I can. Not trying to reinvent the wheel. You have a proven system that works. I just need to do it, right? Yeah. Um, but even so, I just never saw the return that I hoped we would get. Okay. Okay. So, so you worked with, with three different people and all three was kind of similar situations. Like, Hey, they didn't at least have their end of the bargain to what you thought was going to happen. It was, yeah. So I don't know. I don't necessarily want to say it was their fault. Cause I don't think it was, I just, some, you know, you win some, you lose some. Right. Yeah. Um, so would I revisit that again? Of course. Uh, but it is a big expense, right? Yeah. And when you, when you've got one business falling apart and the other one, 
making a big move yeah, to a new location. Yeah, that was part of it as well. It was where we, you know, we have to be careful with where we're spending and, <laughs> yeah. you know, budget just a little bit. Yeah, yeah so we had to make some business decisions, yeah, yeah, yeah. if you will. Yeah, and I think it's, it's pretty... Um, across the board, every business owner wants to see like a return on investment on the things that they're putting money into, especially marketing too, right? You don't want to be putting $500 a week or a couple hundred dollars a week in a Facebook ads. And it's like, Hey, where are these going? They're saying we're getting clicks. They're saying we're getting views, but, but it's not translating into money at the end of the month here. Um, no, so I totally get that as well. So, so what does your sales process actually look like here, Doug? Let's say it is myself, right? And maybe I see you guys on Instagram or Facebook, um, I'm interested in what you have going on. What, what's your process from taking me, you know, from an interested lead to bringing me into the door to turning me into a paid member? Yeah, so the way we receive most of our, I guess if you want to call them leads right now, they're Instagram uh, direct messages, Facebook messages, and then we get uh, form submissions through our website. So th that's how we get leads. Um, the second someone reaches out, I'm usually the one that reaches out or Taylor. I'm sorry, you do as well on social media. More For the website, media it's me. Website yeah. Is you. Yeah. Um, but we reach out right away, uh, either via email or if they come through the website, I usually call them right away. Uh, my biggest thing is I try to get them in the door, right? So get them in the door first time. The first workout's complimentary. It's on us. I always encourage them to come in, just give it a try. Yeah. I, could, I could talk about what we do and what we offer in our facility until I'm blue in the face, but you're never going to get the full experience mm -hmm. to come in and just see it for yourself. So I try to get them in the door. And once in the door, you know, our, I don't, I don't, I haven't quantified our conversion rate and that's my fault because I should. Um, but it's, it's pretty high. It's pretty high. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, people come yeah. in for a first workout yeah. and I'm signing up as a member. Okay. Yeah, we have like a, like a running joke. Like our members have become spoiled. Once I feel like once you have that experience of being able to show up whenever you have a trainer at your disposal, you know, you don't have to really think about your workout. You just come in and you do it. Um, you know, if it were that easy, but, um, it's hard, you know, if they go on vacation or if they've moved, you know, it's like, Oh, I have to adhere to a class time. I have this and that. And, you know, so we kind of, there's a running joke that we've spoiled all of our members. Yeah. And Alex, I will say like, you know, a lot of gyms have, have various selling points, right. And, uh, you know, we kind of discussed this a little bit earlier, like family community is something a lot of gym owners will say. And right. while that's great, I think we do that great job of that too. I don't know that it's a real answer because I think it's very subjective, mm -hmm. right. Family community, that means something different to everybody. And if you're not doing that as a small business, then what are you doing in the first place is my opinion. So I think our real value proposition is time. Mm -hmm. We're selling time. People can come work out in our facility anytime they want. The quality doesn't suffer because they have a trainer with them every single time they're there. When they come in, they don't have to think at all. We've planned their workout for them. A lot of our, a lot of our members are, are business owners. They've got multiple kids. Their lives are just as crazy as ours. And the it's last thing they want to do- 30 minutes not to think. <laughs> yeah. The last thing they want to do is come to the gym and, and think. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So yeah. We, we, we provide them with with, I mean, the ultimate, you know, workout convenience, in my opinion. So I do think time is, or, you know, providing our members with, with time, mm -hmm. right? Selling mm -hmm. time is yep. probably our greatest asset. Yeah. 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 It's definitely a lot of value what you guys are offering. How do you structure pricing? Because I know you have, um, so you have that 30 minute workout side as well, but then you have the personal training, group training, semi-private. Are those kind of separate pricing models? 
They are. So, and uh, one thing that I, I appreciate and Taylor can attest to this is simplicity. I'm a very simple person, I have a very simple mind. So let's provide very simple pricing. So we have separate pricing for our hit uh, studio memberships, right? We have, yeah. we have almost exclusively unlimited memberships with the exception of a 15 workout pack. And those 15 workouts do not expire. Our members can use them at their discretion. And then we have separate pricing for the workout classes. If members want to hop into a, and we call them pop-up classes, right? If a member wants to hop into a pop-up class, it's 20 bucks a class. For a non-member, it's 30 bucks. And we actually have several non-members that hop in every mm -hmm. week. And then we sell a 10-pack of pop-up classes. For members, it's 150, so 15 bucks a class, right? And then for non-members, it's 250, so mm -hmm. 25 bucks a class. And then we have separate pricing for our personal and private training as well. This is an area where I think we kind of undervalue ourselves. Um, I think our pricing could could go up and uh, we may reach that. I think we've already reached that point where it's kind of time to do it. We just kind of, we have to have the conversation. Um, but we offer personal training sessions in, in packs of one, five, and 10. And then for our small group training, we have a two-person rate and then a three or more person rate. And that's kind of how we break mm -hmm. it down. Mm -hmm. Why do you guys choose class packs over like almost a monthly membership type of model? Just curious. For the classes? For in general. So do you have any members on like monthly reoccurring? I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So for the, for the, the 30 hit, minutes, for the hit 30 minutes. Studio, okay. Yeah. We have monthly memberships. So we have a one month, we have a monthly, we have a six month, we have a 12 month, and then we have a student or corporate rate as well. And then that 15 workout pack. For the other side of the room where we have those pop-up classes, that's where we sell them, uh, you know. Either a la carte or by the 10-pack. That's right. Uh, okay, makes sense, makes sense. Okay, cool, you guys. Well, another question, you know, as we start wrapping things up here, I always like to talk about what your, you know, idea of the perfect business is in your eyes, right? So if, if you had like a magic wand here, Doug, and Taylor as well, and you could kind of tap your business, have it be in the exact position that you want it. What would that really look like to you? I don't know that we've ever asked ourselves each that? other that. I yeah. don't know. I think most people don't. That's why I like to ask it. Our answers could be very different. I know. I'm <laughs> kind of wondering. Um, no, I well, I think you know, like we said earlier, our goal is to expand. So, perfect world, we have multiple locations that are fully staffed, and we have a presence at all of them. You know, like people know us; they know our staff. We have happy staff <laughs> or team members. Yeah. You know, so I think Key just, word there, yeah, happy, just taking yeah. what we have in our Rochester home base and duplicating that around because what we have in Rochester is pretty special. I so I totally agree. I you know, when I first opened this business, and this has always been our vision since Taylor's come on board too, our goal was to franchise the business. Okay. Um, we've met with a few different um you know, potential investors and PE groups. Um, and we've discussed the possibility of doing this. Um, we know, we think we have to prove the concept at least once, maybe two more times, right. maybe more uh, before we get to that point. I know it's, it's an arduous process to franchise, mm -hmm. but I do think just like what Taylor said, multiple locations uh, where we don't have to be there all day, every day, but the quality doesn't suffer. Yes. Yeah. Right. So I know that's like, that's like the ultimate goal for everybody. We said perfect world, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So something that would force a little more uh, work-life balance. 
Um, but that said, we're not averse to, to putting in the work mm -hmm. and uh, we'll do it for as long as it takes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and, and so with the franchise model, I like that. I mean, it, essentially it's copying and pasting the facility you have now, the whole business model, taking it somewhere else and just, you know, pasting it over here in a different location. So, so what's like some of the boxes you think you have to check so that you could get to that point of being ready to, to franchise your gym? Yeah, so I've thought about this a lot. And actually one of my, one of my good friends, his wife is a, a franchise attorney. Okay. Uh, so we've had multiple conversations about this. I think, and you know, I, I see they're pricey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so like the franchise workers to help you out with all of that. Yeah. Right. That's right. Some people who charge like 80 grand to, to you know, help write yeah. up their franchise agreement. So, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good friend to have, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I think a couple of things that we need to nail down. One is like really, really honing in and refining and solidifying our policies and procedures. Mm -hmm. And that's for staff from top to bottom, like really defining roles, responsibilities, and expectations. We try to do that. Well, yeah, we had, we had that in place. I mean, could it have been refined and tweaked and made better? Of course. Well, I think it could have been better enforced. Yeah. We're, uh, me personally, I'm not, I'm not the best manager and it's something I think I've gotten better at, but it's, it's an area that I always, I always need to improve in. Right. Um, but policies, procedures, a, a tried and true sales process. Uh, I think we need to get that on paper, a, yeah. you know, like a script. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, pricing across the board. Those, those would be the big three. Mm -hmm. I think that we really would have to have to lock in before we're ready. Yeah before we do that. And, and what do you think is the, the biggest bottleneck holding you back from like being able to work on those aspects of the business? Would you say it's like time or just the way, you know, post COVID has shoved things as of now? Um, maybe a little bit of both. I, have an answer I for think, this, yeah. well, I think we spend, we say this all the time, you can't work. What do we say? <laughs> so we, we spend every day, Alex, unfortunately, and we were, we're working in the business, in the business. so much. Yeah. Work on it. It's hard for us to work That's, on it. Yeah. And we talk about this, you know, we live together. We're getting married. Like we, you know, work never leaves home. You know, it's kind of just it, how no, it is it just for never us. Leaves. <laughs> it's just That's what I mean. Yeah. It follows yeah. us everywhere. So uh, we talk about it. We acknowledge it. Um, we know it's there. We know we need to get better in several areas. And uh, we're trying to position ourselves and the business to allow us to do that moving forward. Mm -hmm. One thing that I love about Taylor She's very level-headed and she always introduces a dose of, uh, you know, pragmatism into every situation, right? She's always like this steady level presence. And uh, it's been a godsend for me in so many ways, but even, but the business as well. And every member would attest to that. <laughs> I, I swear she left. Uh, I, the business would, would not be the same. I don't buy that. <laughs> not one bit. Members, there'd, <laughs> be, there'd be a mutiny. There'd no. be a mutiny. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Well, that's awesome, you guys. And I appreciate both of you for joining. I think that's a pretty good place to start to wrap things up on this episode here. But before we do sign out, please give a shout out to your website, Instagram, Facebook, anything, just so the listeners can find some more info on you and your gym. All right. So on headquarters, we are um, just headquarters Rochester. Well, hold on, Instagram. So, hold on, on Instagram, we're headquarters yeah, Rochester. That's what I said. <laughs> no, you said on headquarters. Oh, oopsies. On Instagram, we are um, just at hit quarters Rochester. So H I I T quarters Rochester, and then our website is www.hitquarters.com. 
And we are also on Facebook, um, Headquarters Rochester. I th yeah, right? I think we're Headquarters yeah. Rochester. We were and Rochester Hills. I do, and I do think if you want to see some really cool content, Taylor's Instagram more mm -hmm. than mine is, uh, is, is awesome. Uh, what's yours again? <laughs> Tay, T-A-Y underscore Davidson. Soon to be Ferner. Ferner, yep, I'll have to change that. 36 days with his calendar. 30, yeah. I am, I am actually. <laughs> there you go, you guys. Make sure you check them out. Doug Ferner and Taylor Davidson from Hit Quarters out of Rochester, Michigan. I appreciate both of you once again. And as for the listeners here, don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you are interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez, and joining us on the show today is a very special guest. It is the one and only Tina Smith with Body by Tina out of Arkansas. Tina, what is going on today? Happy Wednesday. How are you feeling? I'm great. I'm going to make today great, too. That's my saying. There we go. Make today go. great. <laughs> yeah, every day is definitely a great day. I will say that. I can agree with you there, Tina. And yes. so, you know, before we dive into everything here and dive into the nitty gritty of what you have going on with Body by Tina, you know, first, I want to give you the floor here, give you an opportunity to go ahead and give the viewers a little bit of a background or a little explanation on what Body by Tina is and what you guys do. It's a personal training studio. I work one-on-one -on -one with clients. I am the only trainer there. And I do couples sometimes, you know, or friends. I don't do group classes. It's personal training. And uh, I do uh, specific workouts for each client. I, I don't just have like a, a routine that I roll out for everybody. I love it. I love it. Yeah. And nothing cookie cutter, right? I think that's the no. biggest thing. Yeah, not cookie cutter at all. And I think because everybody's unique in their own way. And that's the biggest thing. So yes. I love that, Tina. I love it. And so, you know, we know you're a one woman show here. So let's start with the basics. How many members are you serving? Oh, gosh, I currently have about 30 clients that I see on a regular weekly basis. Some come once a week, some twice a week. Uh, I've even got some that try and get in three days a week. So I've got a pretty full dance card. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. And I can see, I mean, one to 10 is even a lot. So I know one to 30 is yeah. a lot, you know? Yes. Um, so you got to add, uh, you know, gym owner, superhero on top of that, right? You got to add a little bit of that. You have a cape. Yeah. I'm telling I you. I do you have should. a cape. It says you the really fitness should. maven. <laughs> I'm just telling you, because it, it is a lot to handle. And yes. um, so I, I'm sure your clients appreciate you there too. And then so 
I always like to find, uh, figure out how for everybody's answer to this is totally different. So for you, Tina, what's worked best uh, to get new people through the door? Referrals, client referrals. I don't advertise at all. I figure if I like the person I'm working with, that client's friends or family are going to be of the same energy and the same, I don't know, they just, uh, yeah, no, I, I know exactly what you're saying. No, a hundred percent. I agree with you. I think, um, the biggest thing to understand, and this is one thing I always kind of highlight too, it has to make sense for the client, but also make sense for you. Right. And I think that's yes. the biggest thing. And it's, I know you're kind of alluding to like the, uh, the vibe they bring to the table, right. Yes. For lack of better term. Right. And it's totally fine. Yeah. I think, um, the energy they bring, it's true. It's true. Cause they trust you already. You trust their family member, friend, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. And it feels right. Right. And it has yes. to, they fit the culture. They have to fit the culture. And that's why I say like, you don't want to jeopardize the quality experience for your clients, you know, just to get a couple five, six members in just to get them in, you know, financial gratification. So totally fine, Tina, totally fine. I think I agree with that completely. I think that's, that's a big component. And, you know, I know what you're saying with um, the word of mouth is obviously pretty prominent and pretty strong route to go. Mm-hmm. I think in any business, right? But I, yes. I always get, I'm always kind of curious here too. Have you, I know you say you don't do any advertising, but have you used any other methods, maybe like the obvious or maybe the unorthodox, right? So something like flyers or guerrilla marketing, or even, which is obviously just like the, the going to your businesses, giving out, you know, business cards or maybe, or any social media at all. Have you ever tried any of those routes? No, I do have a Facebook page yeah. that I post on sometimes and it's got, you know, information, contact information to get a hold of me. Uh, people can Google BBT personal training and get my number, but it's the people that say, Hey, I got your name and number from Sally O'Malley or whoever that I feel like we're probably going to have a good connection with because the vibe, as you said, is already there. And I have, I have a certain expectation of my clientele that I want them to be positive and energetic and have a good vibe because I'm doing this sometimes all day and it's a very physical job and I want it to be fun. Yeah. As you should, as you should, it comes down to your decision. Realistically, I think it really, I think again, everybody gets a misconception that the client has to pick you, but I think it's really like, Hey, like I want to work with you. And and it's okay to tell a client, no, like, Hey, like maybe not a good fit right now, but down the road, totally come back and be great. And like, it almost like shocks them sometimes to think when you kind of get to that point, but it's like, it's necessary. So I love that. I love that you understand that at such a high level too. And so, um, you know, I think one thing I always like to, to go over as well is tracking. I mean, again, a one woman show, how do you track 30 people? I mean, I, again, you might, I, you could be the superhero that I think you are and be like, Hey, like I do everything top of mind. And I know everybody on a first name basis. I'm pretty sure you do. Um, but, uh, or first and last name, I wouldn't be surprised either, but yes. how do you track that? How do you know when someone's going to cancel? How long someone's been with you? 
How do you know those numbers? When someone's going to cancel, I have a policy that it's 24 hour cancellation, you know, to get credit or not to be charged for the session. Uh, just out of respect for my time. Um, and people are, are very respectful of that. I'm constantly texting back and forth with clients. Hey, I've got grandkids tomorrow. Can we reschedule for the next day? Or, you know, I've got an appointment that came open or a, a, an appointment I need to go do. Do you have anything else open? And we have a very good relationship as far as respecting each other's time, not just me being accommodating to them, but them understanding that I set aside an hour for them and I don't get paid if they don't show up. And I don't have like no show, no call. I don't, I don't have that. I mean, I've had miscommunications with clients, you know, on, you know, what time or, but I don't have people just not show because we are on such a personal level. I know people's dogs' names. I know their family members' names. I, I it, I'm part therapist. <laughs> literally, literally. I, I tease my clients about being the cheapest therapist in town, but I think partly and I may be getting off subject. If you need to bring me back, just let me know. No, continue. Go ahead. Part of it is that I am very easy to talk with. I'm easy to get to know. I love people. And I have a genuine concern for them. It's not about just making money. I mean, I have to make money to keep to pay the rent, you know, for the facility, to keep the lights on, to pay my house mortgage. But first and foremost, I care about my clients. And not just while they're in the studio, but I mean, we've gone through births, deaths, weddings, divorces. I've been, I've been through everything. Every situation that you could name, I've been through it before with a client and we just ride out the storm. And sometimes we turn into friends. Sometimes it's just a client trainer, but there's always a care, a love, a feeling of she's, she's got my back. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, it, it, it's the emphasis of, putting the client first, not yes. just putting profit first, you know, which again, you need it. You need money to stay open, of course. Yes. But, um, but that's not it, what drives me. Exactly. Exactly. And so going to throw a little bit of a longer winded question here, Tina, but a good question in itself, a good way to self-reflect and, and talk about self-improvement here. Um, and so if you need to repeat anything, just let me know, of course, I'll, I'll take it slow of course, because it's a lot. So just, just uh, bear with me. Um, and so, not a hard question though either. It's just, it's just a, an honest question. Um, and so, you know, in the fitness and gym industry, we have about three pillars of business that we use pretty predominantly. There's going to be your lead generation, which is your marketing, your client acquisition, which is your sales, and then your retention and ascension, which is keeping your clients longer, but getting them to buy more from you in that process. Mm -hmm. So 
I was like asking, of those three, where do you feel like you could improve the most? Mm. I have the retention, which is the third one. What was the first one? Yeah, lead generation, which is marketing. And then sales is your client acquisition. I'd say I'm pretty good with client acquisition because uh, through word of mouth and I'm excellent at what I do. So I get a lot of referrals. I don't do the sales marketing. marketing. I don't, I don't do that at all. And I'm really not, I'm not interested in that because I don't want, I get people that drive by and then call and say, Hey, I saw your place. And you know, I'd like to know. And, and sometimes we're a great fit, but if I have a client that says, you know, my husband, my family member, my friend, my neighbor has some kind of an issue. And I love physical challenges like rehabilitations, you know, after surgery or any kind of injury. I love that. I'm, so I'm really not interested in just cold call marketing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, and I appreciate the honesty and transparency with, with the response. I think obviously, regardless of success, right. You can still admit that you can improve in certain places. Right. And yes. I think, um, obviously I think there's, there's, I mean, there's so many ways to the market and there's so many like people to say, Hey, this is the best source of marketing. That's the best source of marketing. Um, I think the fact that, you know, referrals are your main source and are the primary source, I think is great. And I think obviously anything else is just bringing versatility. So mm-hmm. it, it, it's not to say that it's a necessity, but it's also finding which route works best for you, right? Um, I think if you can say, for example, get a more referral, like a referral system, right? Or whatever it may be, or just uh, referrals on demand, right? However you do decide to do that, it would mm-hmm. work well. Or just finding other lead generation sources that maybe fit your needs, right? Or whatever that works. Because again, cold calling, doesn't feel authentic. I think the biggest thing is authenticity. And I think you don't want to be someone you're not by doing those cold calling. Te- if I, if I, if I'm exactly. wrong, 100%. exactly. So um, I think it's just, again, those are all things that, again, you, you didn't join, um, you didn't start this business to be a professional marketer. You would have done something else. No, I don't have case, a business so. degree, but I own my own business. And sometimes I'm amazed that I can make it work. But I've had people tell me that my personality my knowledge uh that that's enough yeah. uh yeah i have to ask my accountant or you know i i get i gain wisdom from people around me because i don't know all of the business stuff but i've made it work this long i mean the lights are still on <laughs> yeah. yeah and i'm thriving I- i'm 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 doing something right. And I think it's the personal connection. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think it's the genuineness. You can't fake that. You know, no, you cannot. Exactly. Exactly. And so last two questions for you here, Tina, my two favorite questions. Uh, Number one being, what's the bigger picture? What are you trying to accomplish long-term? Long-term... I would like to honestly get some like sponsorships 
as far as more revenue, I'd rather have, I, I don't want to bring in another client or another trainer. That's not me. I want, I want to work one-on-one -on -one with people. I don't want to send them on to somebody else. I don't want to just manage over everybody. I want to be the one involved because I have the sports medicine degree. I have the minor in psychology. I have the personable skills. Someone else comes in, they train at my place. They're using my brand and they're not those things. It weakens my brand and I don't want to do that. So if I wanted to make more money as opposed to just getting more clients, which I can only train so much because it, it is, it is physically challenging, but I'm in shape, which helps. Um, I would like to do some sponsorships with some different companies and I don't know if I'm allowed to say names of oh, yeah, totally. like, I love Hoka shoes. I have, eight pair of Hoka shoes that I work out in. I alternate them. Love um, I love super coffee. That fuels me. It's caffeine and protein. I know it sounds like I'm turning in this into a commercial, but that's, I, I feel strongly about these products. I love feature socks. They're amazing socks. Um, there's just things that I, I, I would like to get, some kind of, of sponsorship or ambassador, you know, program for all the referrals that I do. I send people to the Hoka store. I send people, you yeah. know, and I really need to do that. And my son is always saying, mom, you need to get sponsors. Um, and, and I want to work on that. Yeah. Yeah, completely. Completely. And, and and I think that's obviously the fact that you know that's the direction you want to and will go. It's just mm -hmm. a matter of just doing it. So I, that's totally fine. And so one last question for you here, Tina. And it's my favorite question of the entire <laughs> podcast. And that's going to be, you know, Tina, if you could go back in time to when you first started your gym, sit yourself down and give yourself that one piece of advice that you think you really needed to hear, what would that advice be for you? Do what, do what you love, do it with your whole heart, which I feel like I've, I've done. I would have gone out on my own and opened my own studio sooner. It was a very gutsy move to, it was a huge leap of faith. And when I first went on my own, I signed a five year lease. So it was, I mean, I was committed. Yeah. It wasn't, well, let's just try this. I had to, <laughs> to build out, I, you know, built out the studio the way I wanted. It was just a shell. It was just a warehouse and I got 1,250 square feet of it. And if I could go back to my younger, less secure self, I would say I would have done it sooner. I would have attacked it sooner and not just stayed at a gym and been comfortable. As far as what I do with people, I've always had the attitude of integrity and trust. 
clients confide in me, I know way more than I wish I knew about a lot of people, but they know they can trust me. And someone recently said that BBT is a safe place. And I never thought about that, but it, it was very flattering. And I, I guess I just regret that I didn't make the leap sooner it, as far as having my own place. The last six years have flown by and I've loved it. Wow. That is a mic drop of an answer there, Tina. Way to close it out there. It's a good place to wrap things up on this episode, Tina. Before we sign out, you know, please shout out your Instagram, Facebook, website, anything you have. Where can people find out more about you and the gym? Okay. My Instagram, and I'm looking it up right now because I'm not sure what it is. I don't ever look me up. <laughs> I'm just the fitness maven. There we go. The Fitness Maven on Instagram and on Facebook. Looking that up too. Can you edit this out? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, so we, yeah, we usually do edit out the stuff. Don't worry, no big deal. Okay. And on on Facebook, I am Body by Tina Personal Training. There we go. There we go. I appreciate it. Like we absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast and look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road. Uh, just stick around Thank for two you. seconds if you can just really know how you're going to get the podcast. Um, and uh, to everyone who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit that like and subscribe button. And if you want to come and join us, talk about your fitness business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on this show is Katie from NC Open Gym in Asheville, North Carolina. Welcome, Katie. How are you today? I'm good, Brooke. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to have you here. Thank you for being here, first of all, for taking an hour out of your busy day to come and give back to the industry. Before we really dive into the business side of what you do, I want to hear a really brief backstory as to why. What was it that made you decide to open up this gym? Okay. Um, it was probably December 2020, or excuse me, 2019. Um, 
I had the or they had just transitioned the CrossFit Open, and um, it was going to be competing in the fall, or we had just done that like wonky fall thing, um, so that after that I would be aging up into a new age bracket, and I really um, I came really close to qualifying, and I made it kind of a personal goal that I wanted to compete or um, try to qualify the next year. So I, I found a coach and um, he started um, programming for me and kind of fast forward a little bit, COVID happened. I did um, an online qualifier for Legends Masters Comp and really found my passion with competing. Um, from there, we I kind of got into a training group um, and we phased out of classes um, and really found that we needed a space that um, allowed us the time and the flexibility to, um, to do our training. So in a traditional CrossFit style gym, we were either being cut short by classes or equipment um, or we were waiting for somebody to open the gym. So um, the idea to open up um, a CrossFit style gym that was um, offered no classes, but was open all the time um, to allow people as much time as they needed came about. So um, the, the NC Open gym came from us trying to solve our own problem. Yeah, that's really cool and definitely something that like people in the CrossFit community can appreciate um, because not many CrossFit gyms offer open gym on a Monday through Friday basis because right. classes going on. If they do open offer open gym, it's kind of in those in-between hours. And so that's not always convenient for people if if they're looking to, you know, get in a workout. So um, your facility is strictly just open gym. Um, can you give us an elevator pitch of NC Open Fit? Tell us, you know, everything you have to offer at the facility. Sure. So, um, so like I had mentioned, we we are kind of outfitted for functional fitness. Um, however, we're, you're not limited to that. So, um, if you just prefer strength training with kettlebells or you're doing rehab, you have the option to come in and use our equipment and um, follow your own programming. If you write your own programming, that's totally fine. Um, we offer, or I guess what we sell is convenience. Um, we're open 24 seven. Um, our members get a barcode access, which gives them um, access into the gym. Um, we have about 3000 square foot of usable gym space. Um, and we have a big open floor. Um, so people can do multiple things at different times. So um, if I'm doing CrossFit, we also um, have space for personal trainers to come in and train their clients. My personal trainer can come in and train his client at the same time. So it's a, a really, um, it feels like a CrossFit gym. It's very cohesive. We're all very respectful, but um, it's that ability to do what you want. Yeah. So really like the big, the biggest thing that you have to offer is that open gym, but you do have personal training programming if that's something that people need. So from the programming piece, do you guys make anything from that or is it just something that's included with the membership? It's just something that's included with the membership. It is a CrossFit style programming and, and it is um, because I'm, I'm still in that 
competitive mindset, uh, as well as my, my partner in the business, he competes as well. Um, it's actually his son who does our programming. He's a super talented programmer. He's been programming for years and um, we just uh, offer that to people. Um, so we're, we're specific to more so folks that kind of know what they're doing. Um, but if you are new to fitness, whatever style that may be, and want some guidance, then we partner with these personal trainers and, and we can connect you with one um, that can kind of guide you through the process and maybe get you to the point if competing is something that you're interested in. That's really neat. Um, right now, as things stand, what percentage of your business would you say is coming from personal training um, You know, as things stand currently? So our, our personal trainers um, are their own business. Um, they're not contractors and, and we don't have employees. So these are folks that um, really have a passion for training and want to make this their business. So um, I would say maybe a quarter of the um, income that's coming in at this point is um, stemming from that um, that booth rental for the personal trainer. Um, we did just open in March, so we're um, definitely still in the red, um, but it's, it's helpful to have that. So as we grow the number of personal trainers and then they begin to grow their business, hopefully we see a little bit more balance. Yeah, definitely. Um, so if one fourth of the revenue is coming from, you know, personal training, you would say the other three fourths is just coming from the open, the open model. Sure. Okay. Um, how many members do you guys have right now? We have 30. Okay. 30 members and you've only been open since March. Is that a place where you're feeling good or do you, would you like to hit the gas, get more faces in the, in the door and grow the memberships? Um, I think it would be great to have more more bodies in the gym. Um, it's definitely something where I, I don't necessarily feel like we need to hit the gas um, just because of the overlap. You know, we're, we're not running scheduled classes. Um, the space is shared between everybody. So we're, um, you know, logistically, we're limited at points of the day. So like busy times in the evenings, you know, we, we all try to be really respectful of what each other are using, what equipment, that kind of thing. But, um, you know, you, we don't want to have a situation where people don't have the equipment that they need. So, um, if we can, if we could pick it and choose and, and kind of grow certain times of the day that people would need, then that would be ideal. But, um, I think we, we, as people begin to know about us because we are specific, to folks that don't necessarily need a class um, to grow more on that personal training side to let those folks kind of come in and use the space and fill up that kind of downtime in the in the off hours that would be ideal so do you feel like that's kind of your biggest area of opportunity to grow the business is more on the personal training side of things right now oh definitely and and if you've worked in any kind of gym space, you know that um, it's hard to make a living off of a Globo Gym payment. So um, this allows people who are really serious about training others to um, to make their, their living this way and, and really provide for themselves. Yeah. So since they're kind of running their own businesses underneath the roof of NC Open Gym, are they finding all of their own leads or do you help feed them leads? You know, if 
there's somebody who inquires that's looking for personal training? Uh, it's it's both right now. We've we've taken um, some initiative to do a Facebook ad um, geared toward a personal trainer if they're looking to grow their business. Um, so we're we've didn't have much traction there. Maybe uh, and it's something that we're just kind of playing around with. Um, my husband is the the techie side of it. So, um, but we're trying to. Um, as people come in, if they're not sure, they look at our model and go, well, I, I want to learn how to do CrossFit, but I don't know what I'm doing. Um, you know, we, we can definitely encourage them to contact a personal trainer. I'm actually really in favor of CrossFit classes. I think it's a great place for people to start off. And, and I want, you know, Asheville is an area that has a lot of options for CrossFit gyms and, and we don't want to consider ourselves competition for them. If anything, it's a supplementary um, opportunity for people. So um, go to class, get your foundation. But if you feel like you need some extra time for skills and whatnot, um, NC Open Gym can, can allow that for you. Yeah, it's a really cool opportunity for the clients and for you guys because if you're looking to get ready for a specific kind of CrossFit event or something like this is obviously a place to go to do that, you can really specify your training however you would like. Right. Uh, and so since you're looking to grow the personal training side of things, you said you tried a Facebook ad. With that Facebook ad, was it it was it was more specific to reaching trainers than clients. Is that right? Exactly. So like if you're a trainer and you are wanting to start your business or grow your business and you need a space to do it. So, you know, if you don't have the, the space or the money to provide that, um, we give that option to people and, and to grow slowly. So we, we base it off of a per session per person situation. Um, so it's not like we're expecting you as a trainer to walk in with a book of clients and pay us. It's, you know, if you're, if you're new to it or you've been um, training at a, a different facility and you want to start personal training yourself or create your own um, business, then we give people that opportunity to kind of grow their business slowly. Do you guys, are the trainers that you have in the gym right now, are their schedules completely full or do they have room right now to, to grow? There's definitely some room to grow. We've got, um, we've got three that we're working with at this point. Um, and one is, um, more kettlebell strength focused, and he's got a pretty, uh, he's got alternative jobs and it has just kind of moved into the personal training space, but seems to have a pretty good flow for himself. Um, and then our other two trainers are relatively new, um, not to training, but just training for their own business. So, um, so they are trying to move from, um, like the uh, somebody feeding them clients to creating that business for themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you think that it would benefit the business at all if you guys kind of flip-flopped that approach where instead of running ads looking for trainers, you ran an ad for people who are looking for specific programs, specific personal training, um, and then you guys could help the trainers fill their schedules. Is that something, you know, an approach yeah. that you feel would benefit both parties? Oh, for sure. 
Um, and it's definitely something because we're so new, we're still trying to play around and figure out what gets traction in the market. Um, so yeah, I mean, we've, we've had a couple folks come through that we know just personally and say like, Hey, I want to, I want to get stronger or I've been out of the gym for a while and, and I want to, um, get back into it, but I'm, I'm not ready for your programming. I just need somebody to help me out. So that's when we go to those personal trainers. We look to see what their strengths are and and what type of clients they like to work with. Um, you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put a someone who might be uh, post rehab or post op um, mm -hmm. into like a, a, a heavy strength training or a bodybuilding company. You know, like we yeah, want it to be appropriate. So so I, I think I have a pretty pretty good grasp of what our trainer's strengths are. So when things come through, just kind of filtering people out that way. Yeah. And then, and then I just let them make the connection. I, I say like, here's the, this person, please make contact with them. And then it's, it's off and running. Okay. Do you spend your time solely in this business? Is this your full-time gig or do you do other things as well? Um, I do other things. I am a mom. I have two kids. So summer right now is a little crazy. Um, and then I also am a massage therapist. So I've been that I've been doing massage for about 16 years. So, um, so yeah, I have a few other things on my plate. Yeah, it sounds like you're really, really busy. Um, being a mom is like a full-time job in itself, you know, alone a yeah. business owner and a massage therapist. Yeah. Sounds really, really hectic. Um, and so I want to ask you kind of an interesting question here. And I know you've only been open since March, but I think it'll be interesting to hear your answer. Um, what would you say is the biggest bottleneck or challenge that you've faced so far within NC Open Gym? And what are you kind of working on doing to overcome that challenge? Um, so definitely, I think brand recognition and getting our name out. Um, it's a hard I think concept for people to understand. So it's it's great for um, outlets like this where I can come in and, and kind of describe and give people the this overview of what the gym is is about. Um, I I think one of the things that we are doing, like I had mentioned, my husband is is very tech savvy. Um, he looks at the search engine optimization of things. So he um, is a, he writes blogs and whatnot. So we have on our website um, blogs that are um, kind of utilizing that SEO. And, and even if it's not something that we, um, we offer right away, like uh, I'm trying to think of, recently we partnered with my nutrition coach and he wrote an article for us. So if you're looking for how to, um, what to put in your grocery cart and you're searching for that, that may guide you to our website. So it might not be something that you're looking for right away where you're looking for um, uh, a, a place to work out, but hey, now you have this information about nutrition and let me look at, I might travel to Asheville next year. This could be a great opportunity for us to um, pop into the gym and work out. So, so just looking for other avenues to kind of guide people to our website and get us a little bit more recognition. Yeah. I mean, that's usually the hardest part for all of us. It's just like, how do we get ourselves out there? 
yeah. um, so that we can grow. And it looks a little bit differently for everybody, but I think the biggest thing that we can do right now is digitally reaching people um because like it's such a digital world as unfortunate as it is like everybody is spending so much time um you know on their phones they're spending so much time um on their computers working from home so if we can reach them in those places and pull them in to our facility it's perfect and, you know, Asheville is not a super small town, but it's not super big either. But right. guaranteed, there's people in your town who could benefit from what you have to offer. Maybe they've done CrossFit in the past or they're interested in trying it. But, you know, the normal class schedule doesn't work for them. They want right. to do it on their own. Um, I know so many people that could benefit from something like this. But it's just a matter of, like, how do we get in front of those that audience? How do we exactly? And and one of the things that um, I, you know, I had mentioned the other CrossFit gyms in the area, we are fortunate that um, we have really great relationships with several of them. So um, one in particular, they don't offer open gyms. So if somebody reaches out and contacts them about wanting to, to come in for open gym, they refer us or they refer them to us. So we've gotten several, several um, drop-ins from folks that have been referred from other gyms. So I, I think, um, you know, just having those relationships with our community and, and people understanding that, um, you know, we are not trying to take business from them, that we're just trying to grow ourselves and, and be better for ourselves and, and offer this as an option for people. Yeah, for sure. Um, so final question that I have for you here, and I like to think of this as more of a loaded, juicy kind of question. So take it as you will. Okay. Um, if you look at your business as things currently stand right now, and I were to hand you a magic wand and say, all right, all your dreams and goals have come true. What would that picture look like for you? Um, I would love to have my doors open we have garage doors, so literally, and um, I, I would love to have those doors be open from sunrise to sunset and beyond. Like the idea to offer people um, the convenience of a place to be that for 24 hours a day. Um, you know, right now we've got some downtime in the daytime. So it'd be great to open the doors at sunrise and have people just roll in. Um, continuously throughout the day like that would be my idea is that the doors never shut you know what do you have to do to make that not a magic wand situation but a reality like what do you have to focus on right now um I think just getting our name out there and and um you know that's what we all need to do right is is get people to see that what we are offering, the, the convenience factor um, is, a, I think, a, a big highlight for us. Um, maybe even offering some additional um, services for people, connecting people with nutrition, you know, with, um, like I, we had already talked about with personal training, um, just things that kind of come into that whole health and wellness industry and being that, that source for people. 
Yeah, I would definitely agree with you there and just continue like persevering through. Um, you just started this in March. It's only July now. Um, right. And so I think just continuing to roll with the industry, try new things, figure out what works best in your area is going to be beneficial for you guys moving forward. What is the Instagram page for the gym? Where can our listeners go to find you online? Sure. It's NC Open Gym. That's our Instagram handle. And you can find us online at um, ncopengym.com. Cool. Well, I appreciate you being here today for sharing your insight. Um, I think you have a really cool model. So it was really nice to chat about that. Uh, listeners, thanks for tuning in. Don't forget, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. And if you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords podcast, Fill out the link in the description and we will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.